celebrating five years on YouTube as your favorite post-game show for the Sharks. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is January 14th, 2020, and the San Jose Sharks go to Glendale, Arizona to play the Desert Dogs. Oh, excuse us. And lose 6-3 to to the Coyotes. Well, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks postgame show. We do this after every game, so if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Join us with uh, fellow Sharks fans in our YouTube chat on the page or the app. And, of course, follow us on the social, where it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, all at Teal Town USA. And, of course, for more Sharks content, hit us up at tealtownusa.com. Pleased to be joined tonight by the angry Canadian robot. He is Ian Reed. Today I'm just the tired Canadian robot who apparently was buying a crap ton of pillows. Pillows? I hope they're... Yeah, um, I um, I left my phone on and I pocket tweeted like a bunch of pillow ads apparently. <laughs> okay, so you go for and some other random gibberish. Uh, oh, flush for sure. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, welcome everyone. Uh, we'll... Uh, I see there's already a ton of chat going on already. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll ask you this right off the get-go. Ian, was this the last time Dylan was in a teal sweater? Um, That day is coming, but there's still like a month until the trade deadline. I think, like, if Doug Wilson is going to maximize his trade value um in a guy like brendan dillon i think you need to wait and see how things kind of pan out because again uh you know um in in my initial article um in the selling the shark series i you know i looked at the defense and left shot defense don't really return as well as as right shot defense but i think if you wait for the right situation you can right. get a gm to overpay um to try and fill a to try and fill a spot um i i think I, there's no rush to trade Brendan Dillon. No, no, I don't think so. So, but it's something that you should probably. I mean, it's something I'm, I'm sure they're considering. But I think, I, I, I think that you want to wait until see some of those dominoes start to fall a little bit to drive up prices a little bit. Right now, really, no dominoes have really fallen yet. So, I think if like they were to go trade Brendan Dillon tomorrow, um, they probably the return's not going to be great. <sighs> I mean, it is coming, unfortunately, and Dilly's been a heck of a player for this team. Definitely has grown throughout the years. Uh, his skating, my gosh, has increased so much. Uh, but uh, that time yeah, is coming. Brent, um, yeah, I mean, Dylan's a guy who, when he first arrived, I couldn't stand. And he's very, very, over time, he's definitely grown on me. Um you know, is he uh, defensive of faults? No, but I think I think a lot of there's a lot of people that still talk about Brendan Dillon like it's 2015 still like, and he's he's a completely like his his game has improved and has matured. Dillon, I don't think he gets as much credit as he should. I think he mm -hmm. 
you know, I, 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 you know, some people look at some people out there, they, they have the guys that they like and they have their guys that they don't like, and they're going to hammer them whenever they get the opportunity to. Um, and, and that's fine. Um, you know, some people will accuse me of doing that with Martin Jones. Maybe that's fair to a point. Um, you know, so, I mean, but, I, but I think like Brendan Dillon's game has come along significantly from where we was when we first got him. Uh, Chris has in the chat, Ian warmed up to Dylan because Rocket wore him down. Well, that's because he would never go for a burrito, him or Paul Martin. Yeah. A one-timer saying lacking Couture's show tonight. I I, I think lacking any, any, uh, I don't want to say passion, but, uh, you know, seemed a little lackadaisical throughout this team, throughout this game tonight. Um, I really liked, I thought the first two periods, I thought they played a really, I thought, I, I really liked a lot of the Sharks game through the first two periods. The third period, on the other hand, I wasn't their best period of hockey. Um, I really thought, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to say they, they, this team, I think sometimes when things are going okay, and which they, I think they were in a pretty good position after the first two periods, they, they take shortcuts. And tonight it bit them on the ass really hard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Patrick is also saying lack of contours will start to show against the next two teams on the schedule. Wouldn't be surprised if they went over two against Vancouver and Colorado. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, well, look at Logan Couture is a significant piece on this team. Like playing, like not having Logan Couture is, is a disadvantage. There's no. There is no way to like be like, oh, playing with Logan Couture is just fine. Like, there's no, it's not. It's just not going to be fine. It's not going to be good. The Sharks are never at an advantage without Logan Couture on the ice. Period. Right. So I mean, like, yeah, it's any any game. It doesn't matter win or loss. There, there, there's no situation where the Sharks are better off for not having Couture. Yeah. No, and, and that's the thing is that Couture is well. I mean, one, he's your leader. You know, yeah, and, and secondly, he's, he's one of the best two way forwards in the game. Like, you know, I mean, he's he is a he is a special player that the Sharks just you don't have another Logan Couture just sitting around waiting to line up. No one does. Like, you can't lose one of your top guys and not have it negatively affect your team. Right. And getting back to what you said about the first two periods, Kevin LeBanc coming out of the locker room saying we managed the puck better, but we need a full sixty. We uh, let loose in the third. The details, you know, at the t- this time of the year are big. Uh, when things aren't going yeah. offensively, your defense has to be sound. We need to be better. Yeah, the team defense needs to be better. I mean, we can sit here and, and hammer some of the defensemen on the strikes, but I thought overall the the team effort in the third period was just not good enough. Like from to a man, just not good enough. Period. I mean, you can definitely circle around the usual suspects but i thought that um you know the the forwards definitely have to do their part too and i don't think they really did that in the third period no no i i completely agree with that one um but let's get at it let's go through this uh fairly yeah. quick here you know 1203 in phil kessel with a with a nice shot that was a nice shot uh that beat aaron Dell for his uh 10th of the season to make it one nothing uh coyotes uh, Stefan would start one of his nice nights in the night. 
and, and you know, I thought the sharks were okay. I, I didn't think it was their best, but I think the Coyotes kind of. I don't know. The, it kind of it, to me, it looked like they d- dictated play a little bit. It was a, in my opinion, it was the difference between quantity and quality. I thought that the opportunities that the Sharks had, uh, that the sorry, the Coyotes got on goal, were really good. Like Arundel had to make a lot of really, really big saves tonight mm-hmm. uh, in order to keep this team in it. The Sharks were, yeah, yeah, they were out shooting the Coyotes for a while there, but I think they might have outshot the Coyotes all game, but. The, the chances on goal that the the Coyotes had were just better, better place, period. Um, and that's that was a problem. You know, the Sharks, I, I, I thought the Sharks held their own. And I don't want to say like like the the Coyotes just had their way with them because that wouldn't be fair to say. But the quality of shot that Aaron Dell faced versus the quality of shot that Aiden Hill was facing, especially early on in that game, there was a pretty significant difference between them. Um, and you know, that the goal by Kessel, I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a really nice goal. I mean, you, you might want to stop there because I think it was a, you know, it, it's hard because of the range of shot. It's hard to adjust quickly. I mean, Phil Kessel has a deceptively fast shot. Um, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was a wicked nice. Deceptively shot. fast. Yeah. And so I, you know, um, maybe you want to see a save there. I, I thought it was just, it was really, really nice shot. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if, if, if you wanted to have a grievance with Dell on any of the goals tonight, maybe that's the one, but I think that's it. Right. Uh, second period, Nason goes off for tripping. That sets up a Desert Dogs power play. Kessel again from Dvorak and Garland. You know, about five minutes into the second period. You're like, you know, that De- second Kessel shot. Um, so, so here's another, cause this is the thing I always, you know, this is the thing I always get in crap for, for crapping on Jones for, you know, the shot where like the goalie sees the shot going and there's just no, you know, there's no one in between them. Right. And yes, turnovers can lead to those situations, but turnovers happen every game, you know, goalie has to make a save that shot. I really like that Kessel shot because if I'm that goalie, I'm thinking glove side all the way. And he just snaps it short side, like. Just it was just a sick goal, and I think that Arundel is not the only guy that's going to get fooled by that shot. It was it was a sick yeah. It was a, it was you know Chris in the chat goal scores goal. It yep. absolutely was like it was just it was one of those things where I think a lot of goalies would have probably bit glove hand on that and they would have left the short side open and that's exactly what happened there. Uh, but the Sharks ended up being a little resilient in that second period. They get two goals in about a matter of uh, a little over three minutes. First, you get LeBanc just crashing the net, gets his 11th from Kane to make it 2-1 Coyotes. Then a nice steal uh, from Suomela, gets it over to Marlowe, delivers Meyer, delivers a rocket backhander. yeah, to make it two two, and and that's where you kind of get that that excitement going. Uh, it's like, all right, they're back in this, and this kind of replicated the last time they were in Glendale. Yeah, I mean, and the and the thing was, like, again, the first two periods the Sharks played were good, so it was like when when they scored those two goals, it wasn't like they were like again, you know, it wasn't like the Coyotes were running them out of the building. They just you know, this again, defensively, they need to be better because I think Arundel had to make a lot of really good saves. And before the second goal, I mean, um, we can talk about that that Marlowe pass to 
to to Timo Meyer, but if Dell doesn't make that ridiculous save at the other end, that play doesn't even go the other oh, direction. Yeah. It's in the net. Um, so I mean, it's you know, there was really a lot to like about the Sharks like first two periods again, and, and they you know they stuck with it. They they hung in there, and you know it was good. Like it was a good. I hate. I don't mean cliche. I use a lot of cliches lately, and I need to stop. I'm it's just, all right. I'm I'm tired today. Um, it's it's the it's the dog days of winter, my friend. It is the dog days of winter, or should we say the desert dog days of winter? The desert dog days of winter. It, it was like <laughs> they showed a lot. I thought they showed a lot of character in the first two because look at the after those two goals, like the way that the, you know they could have let that game completely turn out of hand. Right. And I think that's what makes the third period all the more frustrating was because the Sharks were in there for the the you know um for at least the first two periods. I, I yeah, I think the game started to get away from them a little bit at the end of the third and then the Coyotes did score that goal which kind of um held out to be the winner but yeah, it's it, you know it is or I guess yeah, was it the winner? I don't remember. Sure, maybe. <laughs> no, it wasn't the winner. It was a six three game. Right. No, the it would be four three um loss Yeah, and uh, I mean one. I thought yeah, loss and cross. So I, I think that's what makes the the third period so frustrating was because you went in there and you're like, you know what, they they might they might battle their way out. And that's yeah. what you want to see at this point, right? You wanna see them battle out to get wins. You wanna see them show some resiliency. You wanna see them, you know, if they're gonna turn this thing around and I know I keep saying this and people get me mad at me because they keep talking about like the season's over, but like, you know, these are the kind of games you want to see the sharks play up until the third period. Right. <laughs> if they're supposed to turn this thing around, they've got to show resilience against teams. This was a huge two points. Like this was a, this was two points in the division. This is, this is a, like, this is a bigger, like, yeah, it's, it's a loss and it's two points, but this was a big two points to not yeah. get any part of. No, and that's the worst part, and we'll get to why it was even a larger opportunity wasted tonight when we get to the reach around. Um, so Hall gets a goal at 17-14. That made it 3-2 Desert Dogs. Of course, those backbreaker goals in the last five minutes or the first five minutes keeps haunting this team. Uh, then the third period, you know, Lawson Krause gets his 11th from Stefan Uh to make war to two coyotes, and that's where he's kind of started saying, "Oh boy, I mean, I I know Carl Eric Carlson was clearing it around. LeBanc, I don't think got to that spot to get over to intercept that pass to start the breakout. So Vlasic moves over, Hurdle doesn't fill in that spot. That gets where Klaus, who had a pretty good night tonight and looking for all those goals, ends up getting the eventual game winner." Yeah, I, it's hard. You know, and the other thing that I didn't bring up earlier was the Sharks had no real answer for the Hall line. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have much like that uh, That other line with, I want to say it was what, Kessel, Kessel, Garland, and Krause. Yeah. Like they they had, though, like the that line, the Sharks are trying to figure out, and this is where not having Logan Couture really hurts right because you need a guy who can you know you you need a forward who can kind of shut one of these lines down and the sharks had no answer like the third line for some reason thornton's line kept ending up out probably because the carries had last changed um but like 
there was too many times where that Thornton line was out against the Hall line, and it was a bloodbath when those two lines were on the ice together. I I, am, I saw that on your on your Twitter feed, and I couldn't agree with you more on that one. That one was just setting up for a disaster there, but uh, that's where you take advantages of being the you know having the last change and such. Um, sure. Uh, late in the game, Schmaltz takes a tripping call to uh, set up a Sharks power play. They pull Dell in that case. They get the teaser goal. Kane gets his 19th from LeBarrett Carlson with 209 left to play. The Coyotes would add two empty netters to finish this one out to lose 6-3. to three. They avoid their f- their first four-game losing streak of the season. They had lost three games in a row only three times all season. Uh just another another tough one to go. You know the, the Sharks uh, PK allows a power play goal. They're now like twenty of thirty two in their last fourteen games. I, I mean, if you think of four power play goals in fourteen games, I'll I'll take it. That's probably one of the best things to get out of this team right now. <laughs> but um, I mean, just the overall. I hate saying effort because I'm not those guys, but right. it just, the, the play wasn't there in the third period. It just, it wasn't there period. It's, there's no, there's really, there's no polite way to put it. I mean, if you want to watch, if you watch this game back, I mean, you can see the wheels kind of falling off at the end of the second and it just carried into the third. And for a team that is supposed to be so desperate to stay in the playoffs and they want to stay together and they don't want to see anyone moving out the door, you can't have third periods like that, no. period. No, not at all. Uh, comments from Bob Bugner. Uh, thank you, AJ. Uh, we were resilient, but we didn't execute well enough. Too sloppy, not making clean exits. The sloppy PK, we got away from how we played lately. Dell made big saves, especially early on, but we weren't good enough in front of him. Too many high danger chances, too many bad turnovers uh yeah i can't disagree with any of that you know we kept pushing but tonight we just weren't good enough uh arizona has a balanced attack but we left guys all on front we have to cover our slot and a lot better than that we'll reassess and come out better against colorado and i think that's directly talking about the game winning goal from from lost and kraus well those two kessel goals too uh, kessel had no one on him like he had I mean, those were two great shots by Phil Kessel, but let's not pretend like he had to fight through, you know, any defense to get those goals. Yeah. So. There's Sorry, that. my old dog is trying to get up. You're a trouble sometimes. <laughs> and that being said, the uh, we uh, we lost our uh, overlay here. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. All right. Well. Screw the overlay. There you go. Well, we're naked now. Yikes. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, overall, the uh, Coyotes outshot the Sharks 20, or 40 to 28. Sharks originally dominated this in the faceoff circle 68 to 32, and, and then it just came out to 55-45. Yeah, again, I mean, nothing. there's nothing redeemable about that third period. Even, like, yeah, the power play goal was good, but, I mean, other than that, like, there's really nothing to talk about in that third period. It's the problem, right? Like, it just... They really let the game get away from them. And I know I'm just stealing the... I know I'm just repeating the same thing over and over again. But, I mean, the... Uh, tell me what happened. Tell me something different. They're, you probably can't. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I wish I could, but I can't. You know, so... Um, 
Uh, let's see what we got in the chat here. Uh, let's see, David Toscano, we weren't good enough in front of him. Wow, that's a line you could use after the Washington game. Uh, sure. Raphael Snit, uh, Sharks had many good chances in the second, but Coyotes felt so much faster in their third. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they, they put, I don't know, maybe, maybe it isn't fair. Like, it was, I don't know if it was a clinic, but, man, like, it was, it was, pretty textbook on how to put a game away yeah. on their side oh definitely but the sharks didn't help themselves out either tonight in the third as well uh sharks had some big time chances but they just didn't bury as well uh you know chris saying the sharks are back to be at least being good enough to win consistently but they need to get red hot to get themselves out of the hole yeah i i mean you the i think the magic number now is eight eight more losses you can endure this season before things are pretty much like mathematically impossible. I know look at it and look, I'm not going to rain on anyone's parade. If you, if you want to sit there and tell me that the sharks are in this thing until they're mathematically eliminated, that's fine. That's cool. I'm not here to rain on your parade, but you know, I, it's too little too. I don't, even if they, even if they won tonight, it's still probably too little too late. Uh, Apparently, Hetty called out EK65 as lazy on the radio. Which... I, there, was, there was a play where um, I'm trying to think of which goal. Um, but again, like, yeah, I I get it. I understand people want to beat up an Eric Carlson. And I'm not saying that he was, you know, he had the best game defensively tonight. But there's other, there's a lot more wrong defensively with this team than than just Eric Carlson alone. And I think that is where I push back a little bit because I think there's, it's, can Eric Carlson be better defensively? Yes. Can he not turn over the pucks in some of the ways that he does? Yeah. But there was, there was a lot to dislike about the defensive play of the Sharks tonight. And Absolutely. I don't know. I'm not picking on, I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I, I don't know. It is what it is. I, I'm not as cross with Eric Carlson as other people are, but I'm not going to sit here and blindly defend him either. Yeah. Uh, well, this will lead you into my question here. Martin Jones shouldn't see the ice until they are out of it. Why would you not play Aaron Dell after? Like, Aaron Dell didn't lose the Sharks to the game tonight. In fact, Aaron Dell was the only reason that this game was close until the empty net. Right. And this begs my question, now that Dell has lost, and again, it wasn't mm -hmm. Dell's fault, but since he lost, do you give Jones a chance to redeem himself in the one of these two in, games before you go on the break? In Colorado? I'm, or Vancouver? Yeah, I wouldn't one. put him in Ned in either of those games. <laughs> like, again, I mean, I guess you can put him back in, if, but if the Sharks are are supposed to be going for it. Can you afford to put Jones in anymore? That's the, that's true. Oh, now let's think when's the last time you saw the net? What was it? The, this was Dell's fourth straight start. I think. Yeah. Um, the game, the game where they lost and where they gave up the game in the last two minutes where I remember like where, you know, Chris <laughs> tweeted out their, their stats and how they won. And then was that Washington? Yeah, I want to say Wash. Yeah, it's got to be Washington. Washington. Yeah, where they just fell apart in the last minute there. 
not even a minute for that matter. So, uh, time on ice tonight. I'm just looking, you know, because Melker Carlson and uh, Marcus Sorensen did not see a lot of ice. Yeah, they got the, the ice. The, the bench got shortened because, you know, because benching your guys that you don't play anyway is a message or something. I don't know. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah. And that's the t- and that's the tough part. I mean, is this a different voice trying to you know teach the guys the same thing? I don't know, man. I like I, I'm past the point where like I don't even care about ice point at like at this point because again, like it doesn't really matter. Like the message clearly wasn't sent because the play was not there in the third. I mean, keep benching. I mean, I don't. I don't know what it is with this team in the third period, but yeah. like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not getting bent up what I stand because you probably should have sat some people in the third period for some pretty lackluster play. Are those guys your worst defenders? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Garland, Kessel, Stefan all had three point nights. Uh, and another tidbit, which, you know, the the stat nerd of for me one two three four players hit got their eleventh goal of the season tonight Kessel got eleven LeBanc got eleven Hall got eleven but he eventually got his twelfth with the empty netter and Kraus got his eleventh um so that that's kind of an interesting tidbit there but I I can only imagine LeBanc seeing that and it's like see I can get paid Taylor Hall money now. I just want to address this come from uh, David Discount here. Give give Jones a can. He has bounced back great when taken out before. Since when did we decide to put Dell in this golden mantle? He's backup goalie material. Here here's the thing, right? And I'm I don't think you it's it's not a comp it's not really a comment on their overall what they are. Aaron Dell and I feel like we're right now. Aaron Dell has given you the best goaltending. Right. Period. Since the coaching change, Aaron Dell has given you the best goaltending. Until that changes, because tonight this wasn't. Tonight wasn't Dell's fault. Mm-mm. You can blame a lot of things. Aaron Dell is not one of them. Until Aaron Dell stops giving you these performances, you ride it because that is the best thing you can do. And like, you know, Jones has had numerous opportunities to, you know, to get his crap together over the last two seasons. You know, if it wasn't for that little brief period of hotness in the playoffs last year. I don't know how anyone's super positive on Dell at this point, like or on Jones at this point. Like it's, it's a difficult thing, but I really like, I, it's not that I think that Aaron, like Aaron Dell, like if the sharks came back next year with Aaron Dell and Martin Jones, with the idea that Aaron Dell is going to play a bunch of games and this is, everything's awesome. Now that would be a colossal mistake on their part. But right now, those are the guys that those are the guys you have, and of the two of them, Aaron Dell's giving you the better goaltending. Until that stops being a thing, you keep playing him. Couldn't agree more. I think Dell is giving you the best chance that he can win. You know that's the tough part. AJ saying uh, Jones is six four. Can he play forward? <laughs> Just park him in front of the goalie. Hey, why not? Yeah. Um. You know. Can he tip shots? Yeah. Right, and at this point, why not? Whatever we can do with. Uh, oh, that's not this... true. If Jones is on our team, he would have been waived by now. 
Uh, I present for you, for your, um, for your viewing pleasure, Mr. Jimmy Howard. (laughs) And can, and thank everyone. We almost traded for the, for Jimmy Howard at the deadline. I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. Oh, come on, AJ. I got it fixed first off, but give up the, on the graph, bro. You look like Brandon Marshan this year, right? Hey. Harsh. Hey, speaking of that. How dare you, peasant? How dare you? Oh, jeez. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I, I, I just think that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Andy Man, uh, like you said earlier, is, is Brad Marchand in here? No, he's not in here. But uh, wow, one chirp uh, can uh, uh, make amazing things happen tonight uh, or today on on the Twitter machine. And for a guy who likes to lick uh, hockey players, uh, boy, he gets some. He gets really you know, bent out of shape for sure. Yeah, you peasant. I mean, my gosh. So, Andy Man, hang in there. I, I'm sure your notifications from everybody will uh, eventually uh, calm down. So, uh, with that, is it time? Yeah, I guess so. All right, why not? Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. All right, let's do it. Let's make sure... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen it go on on twitter uh andy man otherwise known as bleeding teal um well he was given he was giving some tough love to uh brad marchand let's just put it that way and and brad uh obviously he made the score well you know got approximately twenty thousand. okay got got on the score got on tsn um Spitting chicklets made a comment. I wish made a comment. So, um, so moving I wish on. I could inspire this kind of ire. Yeah. Um. Not sure. Uh, not. That's awkward. Yeah, that's a little awkward. All right. But speaking of awkward, here's the chance that the Sharks had. Uh, they awkwardly uh, blew away tonight. In Buffalo, the Sabers lose, or the Sabers beat the Golden Knights four to two. Jack Eichel with his twenty eighth in the game winning goal to give the win for the Sabers, who desperately needed a win tonight. In Toronto, San Ramon native Austin Matthews with a hat trick. Hat trick. Hat trick. Some will say. Some will say it's his first NHL hat trick. I say no, it's a second because he scored four in that first game. So uh, Leafs win, or wait, sorry, Leafs win! Seven to four over the New Jersey Devils. Yes, you're welcome, Dangle, if you're ever watching. Uh, Lightning in the shootout beat the LA Kings four to three. Uh, Stamkos gets his 18th on the season for that one. Uh, The Islanders just uh, destroy the Red Wings eight to two in that one. My goodness. Uh, Brock Nelson, you have yourself a game. Um, Andy Kendrick's future girlfriend or future boyfriend. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's try that again, shall we? Anna Kendrick's sure. future boyfriend, Anthony Bovillier, uh gets on the board there too. 
to win it for the Islanders. Yeesh, that's awkward. Uh, in Pittsburgh, the Penguins welcome back Sidney Crosby. He has a three-point night to uh, beat uh, the Minnesota Wild 7-3. Uh, Zach Parisi uh, get two goals, and still not enough. In Columbus, Elvis, um Linens gets a shutout over the Boston Bruins 3-0 there. In overtime, the Blackhawks win 3-2 over the Ottawa Senators. Former Shark Chris Tierney with a goal, but not enough. Jonathan Taves wins it in overtime for the Blackhawks. In Winnipeg, the Jets uh, get sh- uh, the Jets shut out. Vancouver four to nothing. Connor Hellebuck didn't hella suck. Uh, along with you made something like forty one saves. Yeah, you know. So uh, so uh, there you go with that one. Uh, in overtime, the Dallas Stars. Thanks to uh, Eric Lindell, his third of the season make makes it three two over the Colorado Avalanche in overtime. That's yeah, the Sharks' next point opponent. Game that hurts. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, in Edmonton, the Oilers win four to two over Nashville. Uh, that's not going to help out things. Leon Drysaitel with two goals in that one. Uh, and of course, the Sharks lose six to three to the Desert Dogs. And that's where we stand at at this evening. As we look at the standings, the Sharks don't help themselves out at all. Uh, given no. the chance to do things, they don't do much. Uh, Edmonton goes back to second place at 50-55. Calgary's at 55-5. The Desert Dogs with the win go to 57 and lead the division. Vancouver and Winnipeg um, hold down the two wildcard spots currently. The Vegas Golden Knights, while tied with those two teams, are now currently out of the playoffs due to uh, having played two more games than the Jets and the Canucks. Uh, so 54 is the number they're at. Uh, uh, San Jose is at 46 and are eight points back. Um, so that's where we're at on this night. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a good spot for the sharks to be and there's a lot of there's a lot of makeup and you know you got to take advantage of other teams doing different things on their schedule and unfortunately um you know you have a three-point game which doesn't help things in the wild card standings um and then obviously you don't take advantage of some teams losing uh, a game in the division so you basically you just it's a holding pattern um and that sucks. It is what it is. Uh, Andy Man, for those keeping score at home of the three tweets, uh, the original tweet, his reply, and his and uh, Marchand's reply, and Andy Man's reply, there were over a thousand direct replies, seventeen hundred retweets, and ninety three hundred likes and counting. My goodness, Andy Man, have yourself a night, man. <laughs> oh man, that's that was a great one. AJ saying it pains me to say the Canucks are my dark horse for the Pacific Division. Oof. I'm, I don't know if I'm that optimistic. Quite all right. I mean, at this point, it's the three. Who, who knows? It's such. It's the it's three jump Pacific ball. teams right now, along with Arizona and maybe Vegas. It's jump ball. Pacific Division is absolutely jump ball. I mean, there's just so. 
there's so much parody in the Pacific Division this year. Right? In the thing, you know, well, parody, or is it because nobody wants to run away with it? Well, it's parody, right? They're all the same. I mean, they're they're like there's a there's just the Pacific's just filled with a bunch of and I guess all teams are are somewhat going to be somewhat flawed in a salary cap system but like you can point at a major flaw for all of these contending Pacific Division teams it's not like just the Sharks it's not like the Sharks are the only ones with problems in the Pacific Division it's just it's a jump ball so there's that um yeah, and that that kind of <laughs> can we have Calgary and play Edmonton for the rest of the season like every night? We when was the last time we had a bench clearing brawl? What nineteen ninety two or something? It might be. Uh... Well, you just can't anymore because people the fines that would get handed out and the suspensions. Oh, like if pe- leaving the bench, if if here's the problem, right? Is I don't know what they would do if there was like a full bench clearing brawl because that'd be different. But leaving the bench to get in a fight is not like ten game suspension. And I don't know what they would do if everybody gets off the bench. Like that would obviously be something interesting. <laughs> I guess you're calling AHL team for a game, but uh, <laughs> I mean leaving. But leaving the bench to get an altercation is an automatic ten games. Yeah, we've seen that happen before. I forget. I think was it John Scott? last got that so ao uh, come on yeah maybe ao really come on <laughs> i think they're almost mathematically eliminated oh jeez Dar- detroit is my dark horse for the atlantic <laughs> all right well in case you missed anything you want to watch this again check us out on tealtownus.com or your favorite podcatcher whether it's apple cop apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, youtube soundcloud spotify TuneIn, iHeartRadio, radio you name it and more and of course we're always available at tealtownusa.com for all your needs so with that let's get ready for colorado Oh. oh boy. Yeah, I mean gosh, I they gotta be better. They can't they can't play two periods and forget to play one. Um it, and they seem like they've they've been on the rise though, except for tonight. Well that's the, but that's the problem, right? Like when everyone when anyone tells me, oh, you're being such a downer on the Sharks. They're not mathematically out of it yet. Well, unfortunately, every two games you do this. Like, you, this is why I can't, this is why I cannot get behind the idea that the Sharks are going to mathematically somehow pull this thing out because every, like, they've shown nothing in their history this season says that they can play consistently the way they need to play for longer than two games at a time. And that's, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, I mean, look, I would, I would go with Aaron Dell again. I think Aaron Dell had a good game tonight. He's given you the better goaltending. Um, if he gets absolutely roasted and toasted in Arizona, then throw Dell, you know, then you can throw Jones back in, I guess, because at that point you're running out of time anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, they gotta be better. They have to play the full 30 minutes. Cliche, cliche, pucking deep. <laughs> Good pucks and deep, good get around and everything like that. 
I, I, I didn't forget about the month of November. It was just November was two months. Like it was a month and a half ago. It's gone. It's done. It's like, it's like game seven. It's over. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta let it go at some point. Well, a uh, super chat from, from uh, Laurel. Laurel, did you want to add anything to that? Uh, thank you for your donation. Of course, whenever you do a super chat donation, we will read it and we will, and all the money that that goes to that goes to help support the show, uh, for sure. So, yeah, if Jones played. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to beat up on Jones. He wasn't in net. He didn't do anything wrong. Um. Man, I don't know. Like spot charts. Like, could you? I, I don't think. Like, I, there was a question way up in the chat. Like, was if would the Sharks be really worse if we traded a bunch of, a bunch of people? And the answer is, of course we would be. <laughs> like, of course we would be. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to find like, it up there the, really quick. Yeah, like it, it's hard because like here's the thing, right? Like. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, well, you know, put this Cuda player in, put that Cuda player in. None of these players, like a like, bunch of players. Now, you can argue with me about whether the coaching staff didn't do the right thing or whatever. That's fine. We can have that argument. But the reality is a lot of guys got an opportunity to seal down spots in, in the bottom six for the Sharks. And none of them did to the point where they had to go and find Patrick Marlowe, who was basically you know waiting for a phone call and then you had to go claim uh nason off waivers a guy who before december didn't even have an nhl contract oh, but, like yeah. you know and, and you've like the, it's the sharks would absolutely be worse dell i mean look at again dell's giving you the best goaltending there's no one none of these barracuda guys are ready to come up and play nhl time i think it would be a big mistake to try and just hot shot them into that spot. There's no reason for it. Just leave it alone. Let the season play out. Look at the Sharks aren't going to incredibly blow things up. And we all knew that already. Like this is not a thing. That being said, read my articles that are coming out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, look, it's going to be, it's going to be selling around the periphery. They're going to sell some guys that they're, that probably aren't coming back next year because their tickets are, are too high or, you know, maybe, you're not getting enough bang for your buck, whatever. They're pending unrestricted free agents. There's no, there's no reason. I mean, I, I understand the argument, but I don't see a reason. Maybe later in the season, like maybe when, when they're good and dead for real and they accept they're good and dead, then you can actually start, you know, maybe bringing some guys up and getting them some, some looks at the NHL. But I, I mean, right now the sharks are trying to sell us that they are going for it. And as long as they're doing that, then they need to put the best lineup they possibly can on the ice to try and win games. Andy man with a super chat donation. Thank you so much. After my account got popular today and with my pin, uh, article pin at the top hopefully the site got some increased traffic <laughs> nice yes Annie man all did write a uh, little post for um well not really little but wrote a post on tealtownusa.com so definitely check that out like ian said he also has been writing a series on selling the sharks um yeah um so part one and two defense and half the fords is already out i'm hoping to have the second half of the ford group out tomorrow and then the last part which i'll have goaltending and some other information will ideally no later than friday right uh, 
interesting comment here from Chris. Uh, Marlowe, 700K, 8 goals, 8 assists. Joe Pavelski, 7 million, 8 goals, 10 assists. Yeah, well, you know, yay. I mean, so those who were saying, hey, you overpaid to keep Carlson, but you couldn't save Pavelski, you know. Not sign- like it wasn't the, the not signing Pavelski isn't the problem. It's the fact that the Sharks did not leave themselves enough to to pair repair the four depths. It didn't have to be Pavelski. It just had to be someone. And the Sharks gave them no one. They got they 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 got instead they got Patrick Marlowe and Stefan Mason. Uh, crickets maybe maybe crickets uh also aj uh spoke with doug benz vice president uh and also in charge of digital and marketing of the sharks uh with some interesting tidbits that you'll be looking forward to coming up soon on tealtownusa.com and along with all of our podcatchers and youtube channels so if you haven't already hit that subscribe button that helps us out big time we are over 1900 we are on the verge of hitting 2,000 on the YouTube and 5,000 on the Twitter. We would love to go into the All-Star break with uh, 5,000 uh, Twitter uh, followers. It would be great to see. So, uh, Playing with the Sim Lottery here, the Sharks currently sit with the sixth worst, and they that pick would be the seventh for, uh, for testing out. So testing out the draft lottery chances there so so far so good i mean oh there you go <laughs> oh my god we're doing this are we all right let's do it right you ready Sim it. yeah i'm all ready right. all right so the sharks pick sits at the six best odds of winning the lottery we're simming the lottery and oh damn oh god quit okay that's we're out of here game. yeah that was the worst case scenario um let's see can i share this screen really quick here <laughs> this is just a nightmare um, here so the ottawa senator has moved up five spots to select first overall in the according to the 2020 draft simulator well oh, that's it boy. yikes so all right everyone let's get out of here um and of course anthony sanchez saying the sharks are going full uh are going full original logo next year. Uh, yes, I think they might. We shall see. So, uh, who knows? Who knows with I, that? I don't know anything. I just work here. I, I would like that. I would like for them to have four jerseys. Maybe one. Maybe one that's uh, kind of like the one that's, that's kind of behind me. Uh, let's go that one right there. That'd be cool. That'd be cool to All see, right. or the one that's here. With that, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Make sure you hit the subscribe button down below if you haven't already. Follow us on our social Please medias. See. Check out our other content. There was a technologist dropped in last night or the other night. So thank you so much. Uh, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. We'll see you on Thursday, everyone. Have a good night.